Hey, what's up guys? It is Liv and today we are going to camp out in Luke 5. So um, if you have your Bibles, turn there. If not, just stay listening. Uh, I want to talk about <clears throat> follow me. Okay, that's kind of the theme, which I'm just going to kind of skim over the top of this subject because I'm sure I'm going to come back to it later. But um, just the importance of being a follower of Christ because a lot of times we we've got this idea in church which it's not really true we've gotten this idea of like i follow jesus and then i need to become a leader and the reality is god calls us to follow him and to be a follower um you're only going to lead as good as you follow and a lot of us step out and we want to be leaders and we want to do all this stuff. And then it's like the point where people aren't even following God anymore. They're just leading in the name of God. And that's not, that's not right. So we need to be following. We first need to be followers above all else. And our main goal should be to be the best follower. Um, and so we are called to follow. And a lot of that requires submission, which I'll talk about in a later episode as well. But there's a story that's really just stuck out to me this week. Um, well, account. It's an account. Starting in Luke 5. Uh, and so, so it was, as a multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God, that he stood by the lake of uh, Gennesaret, and saw two boats standing by the lake, but the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little bit from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitude from the boat. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch into the deep and let out your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their net was breaking. And they signaled to their other partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they, be so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man, O God. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken. And so also were James and John's, John, the son of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. From now on you will catch men. So when they had brought their boats by land or to land, they forsook, they forsook all and followed him. And it happened when he was in a certain... Okay, so that's the end of the story. Sorry, stopping at verse 11. So when they had brought all their boats to land, they forsook... Oh my goodness, I can talk today. So when they had brought their boats to land, they forsook all and followed him. Okay, so here they are out all night trying to catch fish, right? And the thing about it, like these people back then, like this was their livelihood, but they started these things through apprenticeship and things like that from a really young age. So like, it wasn't like, like they're skilled fishermen. It's not like they're new to this. It's not like they're leisurely going out to just go fish for funsies. Like they were going out and this was their livelihood and they knew the waters and they were very well aware um, 
of knowing the waters and the terrain and things like that in order to catch fish because they'd been doing it the majority of their life. And so, so they were out all night. And then it's interesting because the amount of trust, because that's the thing about following. And I think that's why we don't want to be good followers or why we're not good followers, because it requires a lot of trust. And it requires us humbling ourselves and letting go of our agendas and our mindsets and our way of doing things, our habits, traditions, etc. And it, it requires us to humble ourselves, lay all those things aside, and then to pick up somebody else's vision, somebody else's dream and goal goals, like with God, right? And what he has for us. It requires us to let go of what we have and to pick up what he has. And that requires a lot of trust, a lot of faith. Okay. So, but anyways, back to this. So they'd been fishing all night and then Jesus asks, Hey, you know, He got into the boat and he said, hey, push me out so then I could teach. So they're probably already tired. They've been out all day. And he's like, hey, let me hop in this boat and I'm going to teach these people. So then he does that, right? They they obey. They listen. They do it. And then they had to listen to him speak. And then once he was done, then he stopped speaking. He said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Okay. So the fact that he obeyed what he said. There's obedience again. And then from there, Jesus says, hey, launch out, let down your nets. And Simon answered and said, we've already toiled all night. We've caught nothing. But here's the, the kicker. He says, nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the nets. So even though he'd spent the whole night, got nothing, still awake, took Jesus out on the water. Then Jesus says, cast down your nets. He says, nevertheless, nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the nets. And there's times in our life where we have done the same thing over and over and over and over, and we've seen no results, nothing. And we get discouraged and either we give up or we Sometimes it's like error and we need to change the way that we're doing things, right? But sometimes it's obedience and we do the same thing over and over and over. And then it's like, okay, one more time. And a lot of us, when we get to that place, we're so done with doing the same thing over and over and seeing that it's not working. By the time we get to that place where God says, do it one more time, a lot of us aren't willing to do it again. We're done. We don't want to do it again. We don't want to let it out there again. I think a lot of times pertaining to ministry, I think a lot of times uh, it, it's close to our heart. So we have a lot of times where we get hurt and we don't want to be vulnerable that way again. We don't want to put ourselves out there that way again. Uh, we don't want to emotionally be hurt like that again So or trust again. So when God tells us to let somebody else in, we're like, mm, I saw how this worked all these other times. I'm not about to do that again. You know what I'm saying? And so uh, that's probably how it can be kind of more relatable to us today. But anyways, he says, nevertheless, so despite him spending all night catching nothing and he's an expert fisherman, you know, that wasn't Jesus's career. He was a carpenter and he never, he says, nevertheless, nevertheless, I'll do it. So then he does it, catches so much fish. 
that they need two boats and it causes both boats to sink, begin to sink. Like that is a ginormous catch. Like that would have to be so big. Okay. And through that, it brings, it convicts Peter, which is so interesting. Now, I mean, the verse that says it's the goodness of God that leads people to repentance. Let me look at the actual, the actual verse, because I don't want to get it wrong. Romans 2, 4. So if you're still turning, go to Romans 2, 4. Okay, so it says, uh, or do you despise the riches of his goodness, forbearance, and long suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance? And that is one of my favorite verses because there's there's a lot of points in our life where we do need to change, we do need to transform, we shouldn't be the same person we once were, but a lot of people want to preach to people about all the things that they're doing wrong, all the ways that they messed up in order to bring them to God. And we need to be aware that we need God because a lot of people are so prideful. They don't think that they even need God in the first place, but we have to understand his goodness and that it's the goodness of God that's bringing the change in our life. But anyway, so here they're witnessing the goodness of God in abundance of fish, right? And so then after they catch all these fish, he says, do not be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. Um, and so when they brought their boats to land, they forsook all and followed him. And the thing that's really been getting me about this point, not just about being a follower, but that that was the goodness of God in action. They saw the goodness of God. It was an act of faith because they were done fishing, right? They were done for the day. And they still he was still willing to be obedient to do it one more time just one more time and have that result. And then after they received this huge blessing of fish and this abundance of fish, probably like they'd never seen before. I don't know for sure, you know, if they'd seen a catch like that, but to the point where you're catching so many fish that it's causing your boat to sink, like that's, that is a lot of weight. And that is a huge haul. So I don't know if they've ever seen success like that. Right. And so, but it was after that, that that goodness brought Peter to repentance to say, hey, I'm a sinful man. And then the instant that they get back to shore, they forsake all and follow Jesus. Like it wasn't when they were down and out. It wasn't when they were at their lowest and, and they had nothing that they chose to follow God last resort, last ditch effort, I'm broken. And then God healed me. And then now I'm going. It was, I had nothing. God gave me everything. And then when that, I went to that place of having everything, I still chose to give it all up to follow God. I saw his goodness in action. I witnessed it. And then I said, Hey, I'm going to follow God. And so there's just something about that that's really just been stirring in my heart this week about 
They chose to follow after the success. And so where are we at in our lives that when we're down and out, sometimes it's so easy to follow God because you have nothing. But what about when you have the success? And then are you willing to humble yourself to be a follower, to trust God enough that even though it's the thing that you've done in obedience hasn't worked over and over and over again, and you've seen no results, or maybe you've put your heart out there over and over and over again, and it's all ended the same every single time. Every single time it's ended the same. But then are you still willing that next time that God tells you to do it, would you still trust him and put yourself out there one more time? Like one, would you do it one more time? One more time. And that's like, that's really been convicting me too. It's like one more time. Would you do it one more time? Like, I know you're tired. I know you're hurt. I know you're done or broken or wherever you are in your life. But would you be obedient one more time? Would you be a good follower one more time? When Jesus asks you to lay aside everything, would you do it and follow him? Would you lay aside your success and follow him? A lot of times people are, are, are obtaining a huge amount of success and they want to, they give credit to God, but really God's not in it at all because that's not what God called them to do. And not that God doesn't want you to have good things either because then people go so far on the other side of the ditch where they're like, God wants you poor and broke and suffering. Like, no, no, that's not. It's the goodness of God, right? But good or bad, are you willing to lay it aside and follow him? Are you willing to be a follower and do that thing? Trust him enough that when he tells you to do it one more time, are you willing to do it? And so anyways, it's just, that's kind of been the thing that's been sticking with me to be a follower, to be obedient one more time, to keep going one more time. And you never know where that's going to take you. And again, something that I've just been so focused on is no matter what, he is always worth it. No matter what you have to sacrifice in this life, no matter what you have to let go of, no matter all the things that you endure in this life, God will always be worth it. He will always be worth it. Okay, so that's all I have for you guys this week. I hope you have a great week. I love you and I will talk to you soon.